السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We're with the author Imam Al-Hajjawi in the text of Zad Al-Mustaqna dealing with the chapter of fasting Today we're with the Bab Sawm Tatawwa that area of the book which is talking about the supererogatory fasts the voluntary fast Sheikh Mansour Al-Saqib one of the explainers of the book he says Al-Munasaba the relevance of this لما ذكر المؤلف صيام الفرض ذكر ما يكمل به الإنسان خل صيامه that after the author had spoken about the obligatory acts or sorry the obligatory fasts then the author goes on to speak about that voluntary fast which are used as a way of um, patching up any mistakes in the obligatory fasts because the voluntary deeds they help to complete the mistakes any mistakes that are found in the obligatory deeds on the day of judgment as it was taken in the chapter of supererogatory prayers and also it comes in the hadith which is in Ahmad and Abi Dawood Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the angels on the day of judgment look to the record of my slave does he have or she have any supererogatory deeds any voluntary deeds which can help uh, patch up the obligatory deeds uh, so the um, the legislating or the legislation of the nawafil, the supererogatory fasts, is a great blessing upon the slaves. Why? Because number one, as we said, it, the uh, supererogatory super prayers and supererogatory super fasts, etc., the nafal acts of worship help to complete any mistakes that are found uh, in the obligatory deeds. Secondly, Also, there is a huge amount of reward in the nawafil fasts, in the sunnah fasts. Okay, so if you have, for example, in Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith with the Prophet Whoever fasts in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Okay, a day of fasting in the path of Allah then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes his face to be distant from the hellfire 70 years of distance right and another hadith in Bukhari in Muslim the Prophet sallallahu alayhi all of the actions of the son of Adam are for him except for fasting verily that is for me and I am the one who rewards that action of fasting <coughs> Quick question to yourselves, um, and the question is, what is the amazing quality of fasting on the Day of Judgment? Apart from this hadith that I mentioned to you, what other amazing quality or understanding can we take from this hadith pertaining to fasting on the Day of Judgment? <clears throat> if anybody knows or has any idea pertaining to that. So some of the scholars such as Shaykh Uthaymin Ta'ala and Muhammad Mukhtar and Shinqiti Hafidhullah Ta'ala they said that uh, where Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says that this fasting is for me and I am the one that rewards it one of the understandings that can be taken from this is that on the day of judgment when there is khusuma when there are people that have wronged other people so the one that has been wronged he will ask Allah to take back his rights from the person that wronged him 
and if the person will end up having to give his good deeds to the one that he wronged except for fasting fasting is a deed that will not be touched so it won't enter into the domain of recompense uh, between the slaves on the day of judgment so it's something which is specific and protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sheikh Masood he says that the supererogatory and the nafal fast they are of two types that which is mutlaq that which is open-ended fasting it doesn't have a reason that fasting which is tied to a reason or a specific specific uh, cause and that is better than the mutlaq fasting than the open fasting so the author he goes ahead and he mentions some days which are recommended for the person to fast and he says it's recommended that the person fasts the white days so the sunnah is to fast these three days in every month because the Prophet ﷺ advised uh, the companions Abu Darda radiallahu anhu and also Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu وفضل في ذلك and the virtue of that أنه يحصل له بصيامها أجل صوم الدهر that by fasting these three days أيام البيد three days of the month the white days we'll explain that in a minute the person gets the reward of fasting the whole year okay he gets the reward of صوم الدهر question to yourselves how is this how does the person get the reward of fasting for the whole year? Because the ulama, they say, That one good deed is multiplied by 10. So when you do one voluntary fast, it's multiplied, multiplied by 10. And it ends up with uh, the month of Ramadan, Ramadan as though you have fasted the whole year. So the hadith in Bukhari Muslim of Abdullah ibn Amru, the Prophet said, Salamu thalathati ayyam, salamu thalathati ayyam, salamu dahri kullihi. That the um, fasting of three days in the month is as though it equates to the fasting of the whole year, the hadith in Bukhari Muslim. And regardless of whatever days are fasted in the month, whatever three days are fasted in the month, then this is appropriate and this is valid as found in the hadith in Sahih Muslim of Mu'adhatu al-Adawiyyatu uh, she said Annaha sa'alat Aisha radiyallahu anha she asked Aisha radiyallahu anha akana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yasumu min kulli shahrin thalathat ayyam did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa used to fast three days from every month so Aisha radiyallahu anha said na'am yes faqultu laha so I said to her min ayyi ayyam shahri kana yasum so from which days did the Prophet ﷺ used to fast in the month? The Prophet ﷺ didn't used to care whatever days he would fast, meaning that they were not specific days that have to be fasted. Sheikh Mansur he says, But the best is that the three days which are fasted are the three white days. The 13th, the 14th and the 15th of the lunar month. In Ahmed and Abi Dawood, we have the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, where it's mentioned, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يأمرنا أن نسوم البيض. This companion, Malhan al-Qaisi, he's mentioning that the Prophet وسلم, used to command us that we would fast the um, the white days of the month. And that is ثلاثة عشرة, the 13th, وأربعة عشرة, the 14th, وخمسة عشرة. 
And the Prophet said in this hadith, They will equate to the fasting of a whole year. Also, we have in Ahmad in Tirmidhi, where the Prophet said to Abu Dhar, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أبا الذر إذا صمت من الشهر ثلاثة أيام فصم ثلاثة عشرة وأربع عشرة وخمس عشرة أو أبا الذر if you fast in the month three days then make the fast in the thirteenth and the fourteenth and the fifteenth okay so these are the best days to be fasted however if you fasted any days then that would suffice also recommended is what the author mentions now he says well اثنين والخميس it's also recommended to fast Mondays and Thursdays in the hadith uh, collected by Imam Ahmad and Tirmidhi would have the hadith of Sama ibn Zaydin radiallahu anhu who asked the Prophet sallallahu why he would fast Ithnain and Khamis, why he would fast uh, Monday and Thursdays. فقال, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Those are the days wherein the actions of the week are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I love that my actions are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst I am in a state of fasting. Also recommended was sitin min shawwal. It's recommended that six days of shawwal, the days, the month after Ramadan. Okay, because in the hadith of Abu Ayyub, which is in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man sama Ramadan, thumma atba'ahu sitin min shawwal, kana kasiyam al-dahar. Whoever fasts the month of Ramadan, whoever fasts the month of Ramadan. So this is an important point. The month of Ramadan has to be completed first. Then he follows up or she follows up with six days from the month of Shawwal. It's as though the person has fasted the whole year. And it's recommended by the scholars that these six days are done consecutively, recommended but not obligatory and that they be done directly after the day of Eid. Okay? Uh, the author, he says, وَشَحْرِ الْمُحَرَّمِ وَشَحْرِ الْمُحَرَّمِ Also, the month of Muharram, it's highly recommended that fasting is done in the month of Muharram. In the hadith in Sahih Muslim of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, the Prophet وسلم, said, أَفْطَلُ صِيَامِ بَعْدَ رَمَضَانِ شَحْرُ اللَّهِ الْمُحَرَّمِ That the best fasting after the uh, month of Ramadan is the fasting in the month of Allah known as Al-Muharram and the most stressed of those fasts are the 10th and the 9th the 10th then the 9th the most stressed of Muharram is the day of Ashura so the one who fasts the fasting of Ashura, then his fasting equates to the um, removing of a year's worth of sin. Okay, the removing of a year's worth of minor sins. In the hadith in Sahih Muslim, Abi Qatada radiallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet said, That the fasting of the uh, day of Ashura. I expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this will be the expiation of, a, of the sins of the previous year. And again, uh, it means the minor sins, not the major sins, right? And it is the day wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, saved Musa alayhi salam and his people from Fir'aun. 
ويستحب أن يصوم قبله اليوم التاسع يعني it's highly recommended that before the person fast the 10th يوم العشورة that they also fast the 9th why? because in the hadith of Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه in Sahih Muslim the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said لئن بقيت إلى قابل لأصومن التاسع that if I live till the next year as well as fasting the 10th with it I'm going to fast the 9th why is that? Why did the Prophet ﷺ want to fast the ninth along with the tenth? Question to yourselves. Alaykum salam ahsanta jazakallah khair. Waliyukhalifu bidhalika al-Yahud fi suyamhim al-Ashr. To be opposing the fasting of the Yahud who used to fast the tenth. So to be in order to be different from the worship of the Jews, the Prophet ﷺ also wanted to fast the ninth. وَيَجُوزُ صَوْمُ الْعَاشِرِ وَحْدَهُ And Sheikh Mansour, he said that it's permissible to fast the tenth alone if the person wanted to do so because it's the yawm of al-Ashura and there is virtue in doing that. Uh, Imam Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions Zad al-Mu'ad that the muratib sawmuhu thalath, that the fasting of yawm al-Ashura is three. أَكْمَلُهَا أَنْ يُصَامَ قَبْلَهُ يَوْمًا وَبَعْدَهُ يَوْمًا The most complete of these three levels is that you fast a day before the 10th and a day after the 10th. So you do the 9th, the 10th and the 11th. وَيَلِي ذَلِكَ أَنْ يُصَامَ تَاسِ وَالْعَاشِرِ And then following that in virtue is that you do the 9th and the 10th. وَعَلَيْهِ أَكْثُ الْأَحَدِيثِ Imam Ibn Qayyim says, and in this situation uh, allude to most of the hadith. وَيَلِي ذَلِكَ إِفْرَادُ الْعَاشِرِ وَحْدَهُ uh, in virtue is to fast only the tenth. The author he says, What this hijjati and to fast the ninth of the month of Dhul Hijjah. The hadith pertaining to this as an evidence is the general hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. I think it's in Bukhari where the Prophet sallallahu said, uh, that the Prophet said that there are no days which are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherein actions are done than these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. They said, O Messenger of Allah, even if a person makes jihad because the mind of the companions, they knew, they knew that jihad was from the most virtuous of deeds. So the Prophet said, Not even jihad in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Except for a person that goes out with his soul and his wealth and doesn't return with any of that, meaning that he dies in the path of Allah. So this person, he is the greatest of uh, achievement in doing good deeds. Uh, but outside of that, in these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, um, if the person fasts, then this is a highly recommended thing. وقد ذكر شيخ الإسلام أن أيام العشر من الحجة أفضل أيام العام. الشيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله تعالى he mentioned that these ten days of the الحجة are the best days of the year, even more better than the days of Ramadan. So you have the last ten nights of Ramadan, which are the best nights of the year. However, the ten days, the last ten days of Ramadan, are not more virtuous than the ten days of the الحجة, according to Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah and others. Dorothy he says, And also, virtuous to fast, as a recommended fast, is the day of Arafah. Okay? It, unless the person is on Hajj. Now, unless the person is on Hajj. So we have the hadith of Abi Qatada, radiallahu anhum sayyid Muslim, Siyamu yawmi Arafah, ahtasibu ala Allahi an yukafira sanna tallati qablahum wa sanna tallati ba'dahum. 
in the hadith Abi Qatada in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet وسلم, said that the fasting of the day of Arafah, I expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it is an expiation for the minor sins of the previous year and the minor, and the minor sins of the coming year. Okay? And this is for the one who is not fasting. As for the one who is making Hajj, then it's not recommended for him to fast. We have in the hadith of uh, Ahmad in Tirmidhi, Hajjastu ma'an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ibn Umar, he narrates this hadith, Hajjastu ma'an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, falam yasumhu, wa ma'a bi bakrin falam yasumhu, wa ma'a Umar falam yasumhu, wa ma'a Uthman falam yasumhu, wa ana la asumhu, wa la amur bihi, wa la anha anhu. So the companion Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, he said that I made Hajj with the Prophet sallallahu as well as Abu Bakr, as well as Umar, and as well as Uthman. And none of them, they fasted while they were on Hajj. So I don't fast either while I'm on Hajj, uh, nor do I command people to do it, but nor do I forbid people from doing it. So uh, to fast on the day of Arafah in Hajj is not recommended for the one who is making Hajj. Apart from this narration, what is from the wisdoms of why it's not recommended for the person to fast on the day of Arafah if he is making Hajj? Question to yourselves. Barakallah feek. This is what the ulama say, that so he can have the strength to be able to make as much dua as possible on that day. Okay? So this is one of the ta'lilat, one of the reasons that the ulama give. Zakallah khair. The author, he says, uh, the best of superrogatory uh, fasting is to fast one day and to not fast the other day. وضليل, and the evidence in Bukhari and Muslim from uh, Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas radiallahu anhu who said the Prophet وسلم, said to him uh, فصوم يومن Okay, fast a day, وأفطر يوماً, and don't fast on the other day. فذلك صيام داود, for verily that is the fasting of Dawood عليه السلام, وهو أفضل الصيام, and it is the best of fasting. فقلت, so Abu Ayyub, أفوان, عمر ابن العاص رضي الله عنه, he said to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, إني أطيق أفضل من ذلك, أفضل من ذلك. O Prophet of Allah, I'm able to do better than that. So the Prophet said, There is nothing which is better than this method of fasting, to fast one day and to not fast the next day. The author is now going to talk about what is disliked when it comes to fasting. So he says that it's disliked to fast Rajab. And what he means here is not to dislike to fast some days in the month of Rajab, but it's disliked to fast the whole of the month of Rajab. Sheikh Mansour he says, أَنْ يَخُصَّ رَجْبِ الصَّوْمِ أَوْ بِلَعْتِكَى فَإِنَّ هَذَا كُلُّهُ لَا أَصَلَّهُ That a person specifies the month of Rajab for fasting, thinking that there's virtue in that month uh, for fasting or اعتكاف. None of this has an asl. None of this is established by the evidences. وَإِلَّةُ الْكِرَاحَةِ And the reason for the kiraha, the reason for the dislike, أَنَّ فِيهِ أَنَّ فِيهِ سَدًّا لِلْدَرِيعَةِ that this is uh, a preventative matter that uh, giving the ruling of it being makru to specify the month of Rajab with um, fasting or itikaf saddan lidhari'ah which means that it's a preventative matter from falling into that which is either haram or that which is bid'ah or that which is uh, not to be done 
so that the people they won't give ta'zim, they won't give specific honor to this month of Rajab, which is not legislated in the Sharia. Because the people of Jahiliya, pre Islamic ignorance, they used to do this. And also because if the people specified this month for fasting, the whole month, then it would be tashbih, uh, it would be making it similar. To the month of Ramadan. وكان عمر رضي الله عنه يضرب أكف الناس حتى يأكلوا ويقول عمر رضي الله عنه used to tap or hit the hands of the people and he used to say كلوا فإنها هو شهر كان يعذمه أهل الجاهلية eat for verily it is a month that the pre-Islamic Arabs used to give reverence to so the Umar would tell people to do the opposite. And this um, athar is found in Ibn Abi Shayba and Imam Tabarani also narrates it in Al-Awsat. And Imam Sheikh Al-Albani, he said that it's authentic in Al-Irwa Al-Ghalil, Volume 4. Also disliked in terms of fasting is Al-Jum'ah. Al-Jum'ah is disliked, right? The Prophet said, and what we mean by Jummah is that a person uh, specifically intends to fast Jummah. The evidence is in the hadith in Sahih Muslim from Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Don't specify the day of Jummah to be a day that you fast unless it falls into being fast that one of you would normally do. What do you mean by one of you would normally do that if you do one day on, one day off? and that pattern, one of the days happened to fall on the day of Jummah, then it's permissible for the person to fast. But it's not permissible for the person to specify the day of Jummah uh, as being something which is virtuous to fast. And also we have the hadith in Bukhari Muslim, the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, the Prophet said, لا يصوم أحدكم يوم الجمعة إلا أن يصوم قبله أو يصوم بعضه Do not Specify the day of Jummah for fasting or do not fast the day of Jummah unless one of you fasts a day before it or a day after it. So the Jummah can be fasted if a day is attached to it before or a day after. We have the hadith also inside Bukhari, the hadith of Juwayriyah bint al Harith radiallahu anha that the Prophet entered upon her on the day of Jummah and she was fasting. So he said, Asumti Ams. Did you fast yesterday? She said no. He said, Turidina and Tasumi Ghadan, are you hoping to fast tomorrow? She said no. So he said, Aftiri. He said, in that case, then break your fast. Break the fast that you are doing on the day of Jummah. Wasabt. And also including in that which is disliked to fast alone or to be singled out for fasting is Saturday. Um, the hadith in Abi Dawood and Ahmed. And the Prophet said, لا تصوموا يوم السبت إلا في مفترد عليكم Do not fast Saturday unless it's a day which is made obligatory upon you. For example, it's the uh, fasting of Ramadan. وَإِن لَمْ يَجِدْ أَحَدُكُمْ إِلَّا لِحَاءَ إِنَبَةٍ أَوْ عُودَ شَجْرَةٍ فَلْيَمْدَغُ so do not fast Saturday, except or unless it's an obligatory fast for you. And if it's the case that none of you can find something to eat except for the, um, the skin of a grape, 
uh, or the bark of a tree, then he should go ahead and chew on that in order to not be fasting uh, on a Saturday. Sheikh Mansour, he says the, uh, the outlook or the angle of dislike is that it is a day which the Yahud gives specific credence to, they give specific virtue to Saturday. That to fast Saturday would mean that you are likening uh, the act of worship that the Jews do. Okay? Another riwayah in the madhab, another narration, another another um, stance, position in the madhab held by Ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala is that it's not makru uh, to fast this day, to fast Saturday. The author, he said, also that which is disliked is Yom Shak, the day of shak, the day of doubt. Um, what is the day of doubt according to the Hanbali madhab? We mentioned this, I believe, two lessons ago. Question to yourselves, which day is the day of doubt? That is what many of the, not many, some of the scholars mentioned. But the true definition in the madhab, according to Hanbali scholars, is the 30th of Sha'ban, when the previous night before it was a clear night. When the night of Sha'ban was a clear night, then to fast the 30th of Sha'ban, okay, is the day of shak, is a day that should not be fasted. Sheikh Mansour says it is the famous opinion in the Madhab Yom Thalatheen min Sha'ban The 30th day of Sha'ban Ida kanat sama sahwan Walam yarawl hilal If the night of the 30th was um, free from clouds etc And the evidence is in Abi Dawood in Tirmidhi Where the Prophet Sallallahu said from the hadith of Ammar ibn Yasir Man saam al-yawm al-ladhi yashukku fi nas Faqad asa abal qasim Whoever fasts the day when the people are in doubt, then he has disobeyed Abul Qasim, meaning, meaning the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The author, he says, And it's not permitted, it's haram to fast either of the Eids, Eid al-Fitr or Eid al-Adha, even if it is an obligatory fast that is being made up, or obligatory fast that is being made up now. Uh, so this is by the um, consensus of the ulama that the day of Eid is not to be fast. In Bukhari Muslim we have the hadith of Abu Ubaid, Mawla ibn Azhar, who said, Shahidtu al-Eid ma'a Umar ibn al-Khattab. I witnessed Eid with the Prophet with Umar radiallahu anhu. فقال حاذان يومان نهى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن صيامهما. These are two days that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم forbade to be fasted. يوم فطركم من صيامكم the day of Eid al-Fitr واليوم الآخر تأكلون فيه من نسككم and also the day wherein you eat from your slaughtered animals, which is Eid al-Adha. Sheikh Mansour he says وعلم no أن صوم يوم العيد حرام that the fasting of these days, as we mentioned, is haram. Even if the person intends to fast these days uh, for making up the obligatory fast that he missed in Ramadan. And whoever intends to do this, to fast these two days, then this person is sinful. And it's also forbidden to fast the Ayyama Tashriq, the Ayyama Tashriq being the 11th 
the 12th and the 13th of Dhul Hijjah, except for the one who didn't have his sacrificial animal with him in, um, in Hajj, if he's doing Hajj Tamattu' or, or Qiran. So Sheikh Mansour he says, Sawm ayyam tashriq wa hi ayyam al-mina. It is the days of Mina. Hayadi al-ashr the 11th, wa thani al-ashr the 12th, wa thalith al-ashr the 13th. Wa sumiyat bidalik, and it was given the name tashriq. Why? Li'anna al-nas kanu yushariqoon al-lahm. Because the people they meet, they used to yushariqoon al-lahm. They used to do this to the meat. Okay? Tashriq to the meat. Wa yabsutunahu fi shams. They used to put out the meat to be dried in the sun. So that the meat wouldn't be quick to become rotten. Okay? So this tashriq comes from that uh, action that the people used to do. And it's not permissible, as we mentioned, to fast those days. The Prophet in Sahih Muslim he said, the days of tashriq are the days of eating and drinking wa dhikrullah wa dhikrin lillah and to be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ahmad and Abi Dawood Uqba ibn Amr radiyallahu anhu he said yawm arafa wa yawm nahar wa ayyamu tashriq eeduna ahl al-islam wa hiya ayyamu akli wa shur that the day of arafa uh, and the day of al-adha uh, the day of sacrifice and the days of tashriq are our eid people of Islam okay and it is the day of eating and drinking and the exemption from fasting these days or this day is one day okay there's one situation so the exemption from the fasting of uh, the prohibition of the fasting of is one and it's the one who's doing Hajj or Hajj Qarin and the person doesn't have the Hadi with them the person doesn't find a sacrificial animal. So instead, he's going to fast 10 days. Three days in Hajj. As Allah mentions in Surah Al-Baqarah. So it's permitted for the person to fast three days in Ayyam Tashriq in Hajj if they wish to do so. In Bukhari, you have the hadith of Ibn Umar and Aisha. Uh, where they said لم يرخص في أيام التشريق أن يصمنا إلا لمن لم يجد الحدي that it wasn't permitted for people to fast these أيام التشريق except for the one that didn't find the hadi that didn't find the sacrificial animal the author he says ومن دخل في فرض موسع حرم قطعه whoever enters into an act of worship which is obligatory and it's موسع Let's leave this term for the moment. Whoever enters into the um, into an act of worship which is obligatory, then it's impermissible for him or her to break that act, to stop the act. If a person starts to pray or starts to fast, which is an obligatory act, then it's impermissible for them to break that. And it's obligatory upon them to complete it except for a permissible sharia excuse for them to break it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Muhammad Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu atiyullah wa atiyu rasoola wa la tubatilu a'malakum ayyuhu believe obey Allah and obey the messenger and do not destroy meaning do not break do not render void your actions 
فيحرم قتل القضاء so it's not permitted if you are fasting a qada of Ramadan it's not permitted to uh, break that fast سواء كان الوقت موسعا أو غير موسع whether the time is um, موسع or not موسع Dorothy says ولا يلزموا في النفل However, this rule doesn't apply to the nafal acts. Okay, the rule of once you've entered into an obligatory act, you are not allowed to break it, doesn't apply to the nafal acts, to the supererogatory and the sunnah acts. If a person starts a nafal fast, so it's permitted for that person to break the fast and he doesn't or she doesn't have to complete it in Sahih Muslim. She said the Prophet the Prophet entered upon me one day and he said, Do you have any type of food? We said no. The Prophet said, In that case, I am going to be fasting. And the hadith continues, and then another day the Prophet came upon us and we said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah. O Messenger of Allah, Hais has been gifted to us. Hais is a type of meal which is a mixture of um, uh, dates and creamy yogurt, etc. So the Prophet said, Show me the meal that's been gifted to us, and then he ate from it. He said, Verily, I was, I, I had began my day fasting but then he ate from the meal so this shows you clearly that if the fast is a non-obligatory fast or the action is a non-obligatory action it can be broken even if the excuse is not from a shari a sharia excuse okay so like sheikh mansoor said that this rule applies to all acts of nafil whatever they be okay that it can be broken uh, except for the hajj and umrah the hajj and umrah have to be completed so the hajj and umrah in all cases have to be completed because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says complete the hajj and the umrah for the sake of allah as mentioned in surah al-baqarah so this act of worship the hajj and umrah is not permitted to break that the author he says and if the act, the nafil act becomes fasid, becomes void or rendered void due to doing something wrong in the act, then whether it's fasting, whether it's um, praying, then that fast doesn't have to be made up. However, the hajj, if it's a nafil fast, a nafil hajj, it's not an obligatory hajj, it's a nafil hajj, but it's rendered void uh, due to uh, whatever reason, then that has to be made up. So the uh, Sheikh Masoor he said, إذا فسد النفل من صلاة أو صوم أو غيره فإنه لا يلزمه أن يقضيه كرجل صام نفلا ثم بدله أن قطع بدله قطعه فلا يقضيه. As I explained, that the nafil actions do not have to be made up if they are rendered void except for the Hajj. Okay, إلا الحج والعمرة فإنه إذا قطعهما لزمه أن يقضي فاسدهما ولو كان الحج والعمرة نفلا. The author he says, That the night of power, the night of decree, Laylatul Qadr, is 
expected or hoped to be found Laylatul uh, Qadr in the last 10 day in the last 10 nights of Ramadan and the um, the odd nights are the most likely to be the Laylatul Qadr and these as we know are the best nights of the year something that every Muslim wishes that he can live and wishes that he can strive for as a side point we need to start preparing from now we need to get ourselves healthy now we need to get ourselves spiritually ready now we need to start getting accustomed to more recitation of the Quran now we need to start memorizing more du'as now so that all of this can be a springboard into leaping into Ramadan and swimming and searching for the night of Qadr with ease and more aid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aisha radiallahu anha as in Bukhari and Muslim it's mentioned that the Prophet said تحروا ليلة القدر في الوتر seek the ليلة القدر in the witr in the odd nights من العشر الأواخر من رمضان in the last ten nights of Ramadan the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim and the author he says وليلة سبع وعشرين أبلغ that the 27th night is more likely to be Laylatul Qadr according to this opinion. Why? Because it's narrated in Sahih Muslim that the companion Ubayy ibn Ka'bin he used to swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make vow that the 27th night is the night of Qadr is the night of Laylatul Qadr. The author he says and it's Highly recommended to make the dua in Laylatul Qadr as found in Ahmad al Tirmidhi. Where Aisha radiallahu anha she said, Araita ya Rasulullah in wafaqtu Laylatul Qadr ma adu. O Messenger of Allah, what should I do? What should I say if I'm lucky enough to come upon Laylatul Qadr? So he said, Taqulina Allahumma innaka afun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Say, O Aisha, the following dua that I just mentioned, Allahumma innaka afun. Okay, this dua is to be made that Allah, you are the one who loves to pardon sins and remove sins from the record of the slave. So pardon my sins and remove the effect of my sins from my record. This is something which is highly recommended to be said. Inshallah, we'll stop here. Anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The shortcomings and mistakes from myself in shaitan. If you have any questions on this topic, feel free. If not, then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you immensely for this um, small action that we have done. And uh, inshallah, I'm hoping to do a separate lecture on the importance of getting excited for Ramadan and preparing and how to prepare for Ramadan. And inshallah, if Allah gives me the strength and ability, I will do that inshallah in order to encourage us. Taib, if there's no questions, then we'll see you next week with Allah's permission. Wa jazakumullah khair wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.